Welcome to the Gospel in Lagos, the sermon podcast of City Church. City Church is a community of worshippers and mission. We exist to catalyze a gospel-centered movement that renews Lagos spiritually, socially, and culturally. You can find out more about us at www.citychurchlagos.com. City Church, love Jesus, love people, love Lagos. of Philippians chapter 2 from verse 19 to 30. At the end of the reading, I will say this is the word of the Lord, and you will please respond by saying thanks be to God. Philippians 2, 19 to 30. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself, because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. And I am confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. But I think I... I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. For he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died. But God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him, so that when you see him again, you may be glad, and I may have less anxiety. So then, welcome him in the Lord with great joy, and honor people like him, because he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give me. This is the word of the Lord. Okay, good morning, everyone. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Or good morning, friends, like my brother would say. Um, <clears throat> so there's, there's been a war going on, a fatal, fatal war. Um, it's between those people, serious war. I want us to take this very seriously. Between those people that say that um, the Spirit of God, you know, is walks on Sundays, and those that say that the Spirit of God walks Saturdays and days of week before the Sunday. So, and this is the main reason why we decided to put this series to say that to take our own side to show the side that we're on, you know, to say that you don't have to wait until Sunday before the Spirit of God moves. Like the Spirit of God, that the Spirit of God that works in us to plan how the entire service will go on Sunday. That's on Saturday, and the same Spirit of God that works on Sunday to allow the service to go beyond how we plan. Um, that the Spirit of God works on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, on Saturday, and on Sunday, every day. And so we said, how, how does that happen? So we have this series, Charismata. And the first sermon in the series, we talked about healings and miracles. We talked about um, encouragement and mercy, preaching and teaching, tongues and interpretation. So I want to ask us this morning, anybody here blessed by the series so far? Anybody? 
Oh, nice. Nice. Anyone um, desiring these gifts that we've that we've been talked about? Anyone desiring exercising these gifts already? Okay, nice. A few hands. Um, next week we're going to conclude the series, and the the title of the sermon next week will be about love. How love is what binds all of these gifts all together. So that will be the conclusion of this of the of the of the sermon series. But I forgot something. Sorry. Something happened last week. Um, you know, if, if anybody was, if anyone is aware, something happened last week. You know, outside, um, Sam's car was 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 well, was vandalized and stuff was stolen. Um, although we are on that already, we've asked the we, we we can't really trust you know the hotel to do all of that for us. So we try to take it up on ourselves. And for those of us who are already serving on the patrol team, thank you. But we but we need more. So. We don't want to totally rely on the hotel team anymore. So we've set up, um, we, want, we want people to volunteer for other roles and other um, services. Um, we have people already doing set up and tear down. Uh, we have people sweeping already. But we also need people to um, wash um, toilets. First, we need people that will wash the toilets very, very. So I don't know if anybody, will anybody be willing to serve in that capacity? Okay, just a few of us. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <clears throat> but I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Today's sermon is on serving and helps. So you see how it connects. <clears throat> so I'll be talking about um, some have the gifts of serving and helps, but all we should, all we all should serve and help. But why are we serving and helping, and is it because of Christ? That is what the sermon is about. So we'll just start right away. The first part is some have the gifts of serving and helps. <clears throat> In verse 19 to 30, you see, Timothy and Epaphroditus is what Paul talked about. If Timothy and Epaphroditus were in this church, when we asked for toilets like washers, like if they were everybody that were here, they would raise up their hands, like straight up. That's the kind of people that they are. And some of us will say, seven, is seven really a gift? Is helps really a gift? Yes, it is. If you go to Romans 12, verse 7, um, it talks about Paul writing to the Romans. He mentioned that, you see, if any of you serve, he was talking about different gifts. Talk about if you teach, you know, you teach well. If you lead, you lead diligently. He said, those that serve should also serve well. In First Peter 4, Peter also was writing. He said, all of you that serve, serve according to the grace and the strength that God supplies. So he was just saying, like, in the same way, you know, the same way that African China sang this song last night, we were saying that uh, if you're president, you should preside well, you know, if you're a teacher, you should teach well. We were saying that, like, those of us that have this gift should use it well because it's not just an ordinary gift. But for a proper definition, this is what this gift to mean. To identify undone tasks in God's work, however menial, and to use available resources to get the job done. To identify undone tasks in God's work, However menial, however, you know, handy or small or practical, and use available resources to get the job done. You see, we also find helps, the gift of helps in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 28. You know, again, in 1 Corinthians 12, we find a list of all kinds of gifts. The same place where you have miracles, healings, where you have teachers, apostles, where you have all these so-called supernatural and powerful gifts, you also have the gift of helps. And if I give a short definition, it will mean to render support or assistance to others in the body 
so as to free them up for ministry, to render a support or assistance to others in the body, in the church, so as to free them up for ministry. You see, Timothy and Epaphroditus were guys like this. <clears throat> you know, Timothy was, is, is a man or a guy who Paul knew from when he was so young because his parents raised him well. He found him, and people said, oh, this guy is a very good guy in the church, and he took him along, traveled with him. When he planted churches, he went with him. You know, when Paul was in prison, Timothy was with him. Timothy served and helped Paul in his ministry. And probably was the same guy. In Philippians, we find him in Philippians alone. But it was said about him here in Philippians that the church of Philippi, which this letter of Philippians was listening to, asked Epaphroditus to send some gifts. So Paul was in prison, and Paul cared for himself in prison. He paid for his own welfare while in prison. So as his boy could not walk to end that, so he still had to pay for his stuff. So this church sent gifts to Paul while he was in prison. It was Epaphroditus that they sent. They chose this guy to go give Paul the gifts. But this guy did not just give gifts and go back. He stayed back to serve Paul. He stayed around, helping Paul, whatever ministry that I could do, you know, around there. So you see, this serving and helping gifts, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's when, you know, something like you carrying instruments, carrying equipment, set up, arrange chairs before we come or wake up. These are servers and helpers are those who arrange chairs, who set up, who carry equipment and arrange chairs before we come or before some of us even wake up. People who are on projector, people who patrol, when we are enjoying service, the others of us are enjoying service, these are people who tear down stuff, who sweep the church, people who wash toilets, while we are in our cars on our way home. People who are in the kitchen serving food while we are checking the menu, or while we are dancing better, you know, during the meal and fun day party. <laughs> Want me to show some moves? <laughs> Today is not the day. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but nobody forced them to. This, this, nobody forced them to. These are, these are people who willingly do so. You know, someone will say, okay, so you are saying serving and helps. These are the gifts that, okay, if I can't do anything else, I can't do anything else in church, maybe I have the gift of serving. Okay, hey, I was trying to serving is my, my gift. Helping is my gift. No. Or we may be thinking, so this gift is second class gift. So we're already doing some hierarchy in our heads. Some people have already done hierarchies of gifts. You know, have all this big, big preaching, teaching, miracles, this is first class. This, 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 um, this is America, like the parts in our estates where Uncle Yemi stays. That's America. <laughs> all the bungalow, all the bungalow flats in Dolphin. So me and my wife, we stay in Africa. All these, all these high-rise buildings, ugly. That my wife said she will never, ever, ever in her life, because she, she, when she just got to Lagos, she already said she will never, ever in life stay in that Dolphin estate. And that she was driving past to come to church. Never! But as God will have it, we are living now. <laughs> it's a miraculous God. Um, so, these are, some of us will say these are second-rate second gifts. But it can also look like, okay, if this is this gift about doing menial and helping other people, then it will be that many people have these gifts. It's possible. I think I want to agree that many people would have these gifts. But we'll go on to talk about that. You see, in Timothy, I want us to take this gift very seriously. For in verse 22, see what he said about Timothy in verse 22. I want us to look at it closely. He said, but you know that Timothy has proved himself. Proved. 
Like he wasn't, this guy is, is confirmed in this gift. He has proved himself. All of you know. He goes on to say again that Timothy has served, served with me in the work of the gospel. Served with me. You see, for if Timothy was not this good or if Timothy was not this blessed with this gift, you see, you see I want to send Timothy to you. Like, this is the person I'm choosing to send to you. This is the only person that can take care of you the way I want to have taken care of you. I'm sending him. You see, there is none like him. You see, there is no one like him who would have a genuine concern for your welfare. That's what he says about Timothy. No one like him. So it's, it's rare. It's not something that everybody has. A gift. Epaphroditus, verse 25. He said, you sent for a church to gather and say, okay, oh, for this stuff, we are going to send this guy to go and take care of Paul. They didn't just choose anybody. He said, you sent Epaphroditus to take care of my needs. And what does Epaphroditus do? He said, Epaphroditus helped. That's what he said. He helped. Has helped. <clears throat> he said, he has made up for the help that you people are supposed to give to me. He has made up for the help that, that you guys are supposed to give. And then see, the guy is so good, that's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying that, but it is necessary. Look at, look at the verse. He says, but it is necessary that I should send back to you Epaphroditus. But I think it is necessary. See, the guy is so gifted that Paul is saying, yes, this guy is serving me. I'm so blessed here. You guys have sent him to me. But me too, I, want to, I also want to send him back to you. So let's break it down. Servers, these servers and, and helpers, these gifts of serving and helping. You see some characteristics. I want to highlight some of the characteristics. You see, these are, these are the people who prefer short-term tasks and short-range projects to long-term. Like, they're not so into the vision is good, you know, all of that makes sense, long-term goes, blah, blah, blah. But we want to, like, what, how can we break it down into small, small stuff? What can we do? What can we do? Okay, okay, okay. And the children want to go, okay, what can we do? I want to, what can I do to help? We have this big program. I is going to say, what can I do to help today? Or what are the small, small things that can carry out? They want to break it. They, have, they prefer short-term tasks to long-term tasks. You see, servers and helpers, they, they want tangible and practical. They're not so given to, not, not like they don't understand the importance of spiritual, of spiritual things, like teaching and preaching and miracles and aliens. No, but they are, God has so gifted them that they are more attuned to tangible and practical needs of the people. They have a thing for sensing it. They are sensitive. They see. They say, okay, so why, like, the, the um, covers of all these chairs in church, what's happening? They are, they're off. Can I, I can, I can stitch them. I can guide them. To, they remember all the skills that they've had, that they've gained from diverse places that they can use for the good of the body. They see. They are sensitive. They enjoy freeing others to achieve. They enjoy it. And so, okay, the, uh, the, the staff are going to do this, or the pastor, the leaders are going to do so, so, and so. I want to see how I can support, how I can help. I know the women's ministry are about doing this, but what role? I know I'm a guy, but I think there's something. You guys will need projector, right? You guys will need people to carry drinks, right? You guys, they want to free others up to do ministry. See, they are so attuned to the likes and dislikes of people in church. They know, they know the birthday of that brother. They know the birthday of that. They know the, the favorite spots that you like to go. They know your favorite days. They know your favorite things to do. You see, they bring all of that to play when they want to plan an occasion for you, when they want to show you love and show you care. These are servers and helpers. They meet needs quickly. 
You see, they can't wait for bureaucracy. They, they don't like committees that so much. Committees, you know, short, it stunts, it stunts their plans, it stunts stuff. So they will even use their money and say, hey, whenever you guys can refund it, but this has to get done. I've, I've, no, I paid for it, though. I paid for it. I said, no, you, I said, how are we going to get the guys now? They said, no, they're already, they're already on their way. How did you do that? I ordered Uber for them. Servers and helpers. They don't wait for meetings before they get this done. Servers and helpers find it hard to say no. This can be a bane, but they find it hard to say no. This, this willingness of theirs, they find it so hard to say no. You see, they, they, they tend to go the extra mile more than others. Weariness is not really something that they allow to, to weigh them down, like tiredness, like late nights. It's not something that they allow to prevent them from doing what needs to be done and cannot be done at any other time. Because to them, it is not them that is more important. It is the work getting done that is more important. These are servers and helpers. You see, and the thing about the servers and helpers, if you're familiar with football, servers and helpers are like Busquets, Sergio Busquets of Barcelona on the football pitch. You see, when Sergio Busquets, I'm, I'm going to use an analogy for those that don't like football. <laughs> so for Sergio Busquets is the guy who plays the only midfield role for Barcelona. You see, when Sergio Busquets is on the field, you don't know. You don't release what people say, what is this guy even doing? This guy can never even play. Just giant alive, just fall down, blah, blah, blah. But if you want to know what Sergio Busquets does, remove him from the match. Those are servers and helpers. When you remove Sergio Busquets from the match, then you see how loose Barcelona's midfield, as great as Barcelona is, you see how loose, you see how, how opponents are e easily poked through their defense. Those are servers and helpers. Or producers behind the scenes. Everyone talks about the actors. We want to see, oh, this is uh, Ramsnoir, this is uh, um, OCUKJ. Man, this guy can act, this guy can shoot. But the person who wrote the script, the director, who you can see, the producer who made sure that this movie was able to come together, those are servers and helpers. They may not win souls directly. They may not disciple souls from the pupils directly. But if they did not clean the chairs in the morning, the people, the souls who come to church will not, may not stay for long. We may not want to come back the next time. Yeah. If they don't do what they're supposed to do, they will not find, they will not, like, they will find the stuff, you know, they will not find the environment tidy or clean or pleasant enough. These are servers and helpers. Some have the gifts of serving and helps, but we all should serve and help. My second point. But we all should serve and help. Why? Okay, thank God. Serve and, and all those things that you mentioned. I don't feel like doing anyone. I don't enjoy freeing others. Free. I've never free myself. <laughs> I'll not free others. Uh -huh. I will free myself first. It's not for me. Um, all the, eh? Break it down. No, I like, like, I don't know if people just like, I focus on, I, I see the long term. The big picture is what moves me. I'm driven. I'm driven by the long term, by the big picture. And it's, that's not my kind of thing. In 1 Peter 4, see what Peter says. Peter says that, you see, everyone, you see, everyone serves. Like, you see, we have all been given gifts to serve. 1 Corinthians 12, 5, you see, there are diverse kinds of gifts, the same spirit. There are diverse kinds of service, the same Lord. Service, all of us are called to service. Galatians 5 verse 13, he said we should not lack our zeal, not lacking in zeal. We should all serve one another humbly in the Lord. 
There is no such thing as I don't have the gift of driving. I don't have the talent. I don't have the talent for bodybuilding. Ah, no, Schwarzenegger, I don't have talent of, of, of raising, of, of Jimmy. No, 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 there's nothing like that. This is how we all should serve and help. You see what, what will help us? The first thing we should think is, think about the needs first, before you think about the gifts. Generally, as a general rule of thumb. Think about the needs first, before you think of the gifts. Look how Paul spoke about Timothy and Epaphroditus. He was saying, oh, you see, he sent you to take care of my needs. He, wasn't, he didn't even say about gifts. We were able to deduce that these guys may be gifted from how we see their work, how we see the attention, how we see the, the extraordinary ability to be yourself. That's, what we can, that's how we are able to deduce that he may be gifted. But Paul emphasized the needs. Oh, Martha. Oh, Jesus has come to our house and they need to eat stuff. They need to gather together. And she went on the kitchen and tried to prepare stuff. You see, you look at the needs. You see, you also should look at, for city church, for instance, we're, we're, still, we're, we're still more of a, a small church, right? Does anybody agree with a small church? I know somebody think we're going big. We're not where we, where we want to be. <laughs> we're going far. <laughs> so, someone must think we're a small church, but think small church versus large church. In a large church, there is... There is enough reason and space to say, okay, I want to focus on my gifts. I want to focus on, I want to find my sweet spots. I want to just serve in the way, like, why are we all cloud, um, cl clouding around when we have too many servers here? No, but in a small church like ours, it is needs that come first before gifts. So you find many people in church here who are serving in four roles, some even more. Some are, some are singing, they are teaching kids, they are... Um, projector, the, the all kinds, like number of people I can mention that serve in many roles. Sometimes we think of stuff and say, mm, um, we need this to be done. Who are the people are going to align? Then we call all of these names. I don't know. Ah, no, sister, so is already serving in so, 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 and so. Ah, we're not going to overburden now. Oh, brother, so is already serving so, so, and so. We're not going to overburden them. So you think of needs. Instead of thinking of gift tests, oh, I want to, how can I discover my gifts? How can I discover my, my, my ability? No, that's not what you think needs first in a church like this. You see, I don't know, I don't know if any of you think so. You think, you think I, I enjoy being on projector? Like, I don't, I didn't, projector is one of the last things, though. If you say I should just, I should choose by myself. Like, I don't want, like, some of, most of the time that you've seen a mistake on this screen is due to my handwork. <laughs> I'm supposed to be leading the unit. But they removed me. But I, I, was, I was failing. I was a failure. But I still do it. Because it's needed. We don't have enough servers. I still serve there. You think it's like Pastor said, you think it's everybody that, that is that's on the singing team that, that can sing? Yeah, yeah. The carol, the carol. I was talking about the carol. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's why your voice was the loudest. <laughs> Yes, you see, you see so it's about the needs, needs first before gifts. Because of the truth, it takes time to discover and it takes time to develop our gifts. Those particular gifts, preaching, teaching, it takes time for, for instance, or miracles and aliens, where we're trying to, you know, trying to make sure that people um, want this gift and desire. It takes time. But serving, helping is always a good place to start. Always a good place to start for everyone, for anyone. You see, have you noticed that new Christians, most way, if you've noticed, new Christians, for them, they have to, 
when you, when you are newly a Christian, you are gingered. Man, where am I going to serve here? What am I going to do? Like, can I carry something? Can I wash something? Can I sweep something? This, can we dirty me so that I can do something? <laughs> but this, this is the point I want to make. New Christians, often, you have to draw back. You have to take moonwalk back for you to be able to acclimatize to the congregation because the congregation is always mostly chilled. So then over time, what happens is after months, the new Christian starts to acclimatize to, okay, but oh, 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 oh. so I'm, I'm the only one, I'm ginger here. So the person chills and slows down and becomes like everybody and is not so passionate about saving and helping anymore. That is not how it ought to be. It's when we are serving and we are helping, that is when we even have the chance to discover the so-called more spiritual, supernatural, more important gifts that we think. People have served as BRC leaders. We don't, oh, okay, this, we just need it. We don't know who can serve. Okay, who can we call? Okay, let's, let's say this person should serve. Let's say this person should serve. Some people have now gone from becoming BRC leaders to becoming GC leaders. They served in this capacity when the need arose. And now they can now say, oh, they're they on a path and a track to discovering other gifts. So we all should serve and help. But why are we serving and helping? My third point. But why are we serving and helping? Verse 20 to 21. He said, I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. You see, genuine concern. Genuine concern. This is how I speak of Timothy. Why are we serving and helping? Genuine concern. You see, this concern that Paul speaks about here, it means caring so much about other believers, caring so much about the church, almost to the point of worry. Like almost to the point of being anxious, almost to the point of anxiety. See how he speaks of Epaphroditus in verse 26. He says, Epaphroditus longs for you all and is distressed. Is distressed. This guy was sick, but he was longing for the people of God to serve. He was still longing because he was distressed when he heard that they knew that he was ill. This is the kind of art. Why? You see, but the reason why many people don't serve with this kind of art, many people don't serve with this kind of motive, you see what he said? He said, everyone looks out for their own interests. This is the reason. Everyone looks out for their own interests. Oh, some of us are not serving at all. Oh, we say, mm, you know, I'm just taking my time to adjust. I just want to know the terrain better. I want to get to, you know, get to know people more. I just want to chill for a few. And then it's running two months. It's running to a year. You're still just taking your time. You're just taking your time. Or someone will say, you see, I work hard through all the week. Work so hard throughout the week. I even work on Saturday. Sunday is my day of rest. Sunday is my day of rest. Or someone will say that, you see, um, I give to the church, like, you know, the least I can expect is that the staff and all the volunteers, people that don't work hard as me to, you know, to just serve me when I come, like, is that so much to ask? Can't I ask to be just be served on Sunday? I'm serving people throughout the week on Sunday. Can I just come and receive service? Or some will say that, you know, that's my only family time. That's one, that's just family time. You know, that's precious. We're going to get to that. It's precious. It's just my family time. And these are reasons we might give for not serving. But see what Paul says in verse 22 and verse 25. He says, Timothy has served with me as a son with the father. In verse 25, see what he says about 
Epaphroditus. He calls Epaphroditus like five things, five titles. The first one he says is Epaphroditus, my brother. Oh, Christianity is a family business. It is our father. You see what Jesus said when Jesus went to the temple, they're looking for him. He said, see, why are you guys looking for me? I was about my father's business. You see, how many of us would have a, 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 an investment, um, so-so-and-so sons handed over to your so-so-and-so daughters handed over to you, and then you make, it your, you make it your ambition to make sure that the company comes down or to make sure that you do the least that you can do. No, we wouldn't treat our earthly family businesses that way. But see what Paul is saying. Paul is making us see that Christian service and Christian community, the church, is more, is more as like a family business. We are brothers and we are sisters who ought to serve one another, ensuring that our father's work progresses and continues. In verse 3, it says we should do nothing out of selfish ambition and vainglory. Selfish ambition. You know, do we serve, and for those of us that even serve, you know, those are people that don't serve. What about those that serve? Do we serve just to fulfill ourselves? Do we serve for self-fulfillment? Do we serve to just serve for self-advancement? Do we serve for vainglory? You see some, of, see some of those perspectives. Oh, some of us serve so that, so that we can now know that we're good enough. You see, to, to say that, you know, now, like when I, when I started serving, that is when I knew that I'm now like, like they now, you now feel worthy. So I was like, oh, well, so how do you know that you're a Christian? Or how do you know that, you know, how do you know that you really, really like you're a Christian and you're sure? It's like, because you now start serving, you feel good enough now as a Christian because you now serve in church. Or we do it to get something, like the older brother of the prodigal son. You see, the older brother of the prodigal son, after this is when the prodigal son returned. He looked, he looked to the father and said, see, I've been slaving for you all these years, and you've not given me anything. Is this why we serve? Do we serve God so that when our time of need comes or when time of pain comes, we can hold God to ransom and say, God, I've been giving you this all these years. I've been serving you, I've been singing. I've been, in, I've been teaching city kids. I've been on a patrol team. I've done all this stuff. Now, I want you to answer me. So we are serving God to hold him ransom when the time comes. These are wrong motives for serving. In some of us, we are serving actually to impress, you know, to get approval, to say that, you know, that church, uh, I know how many years now, I play piano for them. That church, they are looking for me. Nobody, what I did for that church, nobody. There's no, in this Lagos, I know, now I've seen all the pianists in this Lagos. There's nobody that can, the way I did for them, their choir was nothing. I said nothing when I came. But now, they're they one of the best. They are looking for me. Yeah, I don't even know, Shah. Yeah, that I am who I am. If they don't treat me well, it's them that know. I've been talking to them. I've just been watching them. I don't use more than two years in a place. They don't, I don't use more. I, I move to impress, to, to show, to gain approval, to say that people need them, not because they want to serve. Or some of us serve so that we can belong. You know, so when we, when we serve now, it means that we are now in the carcass of workers. We are now more, we are closer, more private to the secrets of the church, of the leadership, to know how this thing started. What is, I want to know what is happening inside. <laughs> Some after service, I will see all these people gather. Oh, oh, choir, city kids, that one since 2017. Okay, I have to get inside. They want to know what. They want to know what's up. They want to belong to some inner focus in the church, or some inner circuits. Or some of us serve because we want to rise up. So I'll just start now from, at least I can start from kids, city kids. If I start teaching city kids, maybe they can now make me BRC leader. 
If they make me BRC leader, I can now become GC leader. I will preach on that pulpit. One day. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> One day I will preach on that pulpit. Dummy, you know what is he doing? <laughs> small, small, we just start to rise up. But see what Paul says in verse 30. Verse 30. He said, Epaphroditus risked this is very hard. His life. <laughs> so make up for the help you yourselves could not give me. You know what this word means? The word R-I-S-K. <laughs> it means that <laughs> will not add to my vocabulary. Somebody be in dictionary for me in this church. <laughs> he exposed himself to danger. You see, what he did in his, in his service, Epaphroditus, what he did created the possibility of unfortunate consequences. He put his life on the line. Paul called him a fellow soldier. He staked something for the work. He put something on the line, on the line. He put something. He said, what have you staked for service in the body? What have you put on the line? What are you willing to put on the line? Is it costing you anything? Or have you held the church of God to ransom? Have you held the body of Christ to ransom because of your CV, because of your personal goals, because of your comforts, because of your reputation and standing, how you want people to look at you? Like if you don't serve, so you're a bit distant, people don't really know what's about you, you're just mysterious, you just come in, there's something about that guy, and he just goes and comes, he just doesn't even talk much, just like, is that what you're holding? Is that what you pride so high that you've refused to? To serve? You see, <clears throat> it is not that we should neglect family. It is not that we should neglect career. No, we should not neglect or abandon our relationships. You know, sometimes, you know, by being, even by being a server, being a helper, those who even have this gift, they tend to become pushy because they want things to get done, they want things to move and move fast. So it will affect the relationship that you have in church or relationship that you have around. Or for some, <clears throat> for some of us, we feel like if I serve and help this much, this, or if I really risk something like you're saying, then people might just use me. They'll just use me anyhow. Like I've done it before. I've been to that church. That I've just, I did that, and it didn't, it didn't work out well. That's why I left that church. That's why I was burned out. You see, that's what I'm saying. You see, these things, these family, career, relationships, they are part of your brother's service. But the question I'm asking is, are you so risk-averse? Is it your brothers and sisters and GC and church that are being deprived? If we look at your to-do list right now, if we look at your diary, if we check your Google Calendar, would we find your goals, would we find your task for this week, for this month, for this year as a church member, as a server? Would we find tasks? Would we find goals? We find your plans that as a city church member, as a city church server, this is what I want to hope to achieve at the end of the year. This is what I hope that God will do through me at the end of this week. This is what I hope God will do through me at the end of this month. Would we find such? Is it that important? Would we find other tasks and roles and not find this? You see, Paul said that Epaphroditus almost died. He said he almost died. Verse 30. Exactly. So you're thinking, mm -hmm. see, that's what I'm saying. No balance. This guy died from overwork. 
no work and light bar. That's what we are talking about. That's what we are talking about. It's exactly. You see, we, I, I cannot be in two places at the same time. Right? Right? You see, I've been burnt out. Just even in this church, I've been burnt out already. You know, I've been burnt out from the church that I was serving before. I mean, this, this is what we're saying. This guy, just, this guy almost killed himself. See, don't you see that if I say yes to talking to that troubled sister in church on the phone through the night, I'll be grumpy the next day. <coughs> don't you see that I will not have time to spend with my daughter the next morning? Don't you see what I'm saying, Dami? That if I say yes to church program today, there'll be no time to build friendship with that guy, with that lady at work. Can't you see? Can't you see? Like, that's the bonding time. That, listen to this. That if I come early to wash the toilets on Sunday, see, I work on Saturdays too. Sunday mornings are very precious to me. Precious. You see, and all these things I'm saying, you see everything I'll be telling Pastor? You see everything? Pastor does not know all these things. You see, but God knows and God sees. You see, the details of Epaphroditus' life was not given. They did not tell us that he became ill and he was sick and he almost died because he overworked. No, Paul did not make us do that. You see, what is shown clearly is Epaphroditus' motives, Epaphroditus' heart. In verse 26, 27, this guy was, this guy was ill and was almost dead. And what was he doing on his sick bed and on his deathbed? He said, this guy was longing for you. This guy was distressed. The question is, why should our serving, why should our helping one another be the over that makes work over work? Why should it always fit into that over part? Why should it always fit into this extra thing? Why is it not part of the main? We should check our conscience. We should check our motives. We should examine the needs of others, of the church, of the body, of our brothers and sisters. We should examine the impact that our service and helping can have on others. We should weigh our gifts and our measures. We should weigh this is how we know how we are to serve. This is how we know that we are to serve as much as we can. You see? So we should not serve, you know, we should not serve out of a selfish ambition. We should not serve because we fear overwork. Because if we do, you know, people that are like Epaphroditus amongst us, you see, they will, they will have to take it on. Although the scripture was not saying that Epaphroditus served because other people were not serving. No, Epaphroditus served because that was, they had to send Epaphroditus. Everyone could not go. You see, but if we keep having this perspective and these false motives, People like Epaphroditus will have to take it on. And some of them will have to do it till the point of burn out or to the point of almost death. God forbid. And finally, is it because of Christ? Is it because of Christ? Some have the gift of helping and serving, but we all should serve and help. But why are we serving and helping? And finally, is it because of Christ? You see, verse 21, it says that, you see, Timothy, you know why, you know what, Tim, nobody's like Timothy? Is it because everyone else looks to their own interest, not to the, looks out for their own interest, not the interest of Christ? In verse 22, it says, Timothy has served me as a son with the father in the work of the gospel, 
In verse 30, he said, Epaphroditus almost died for the work of Christ. You see, to close, I would like to sing a song. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm not. In verse 2, in chapter 2, verse 5, verses 5 to 8, a song, a, a hymn. In verse 5, he said, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. And then Paul followed with the hymn. And then he went on to say something like, He said, See, um, you see, Though he was God, he was talking about Christ. He said, though he was God, he did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. He said, he took on the nature of a servant. He said, though he appeared in, in the form of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. It was a hymn that should, that should inspire us, that we should play consistently in our minds, that we should play consistently, that should, should form our hearts, shape us. Lost in our consciousness, serenaded the way the popular songs does. You see, Jesus did not use his own advantage. He took the nature of a servant, Jesus Christ. Jesus did miracles. This is what it means. He did miracles. He preached great sermons that now broke all the iTunes record, broke all the Spotify podcast records. And then after he did that, he now went on to wash the feet of his disciples. Oh, see Jesus. Jesus humbled himself. He endured pain on the cross. It wasn't, it wasn't just it was not humility. You see, Jesus was humiliated. Epaphroditus almost died. Jesus Christ died. He died. He died so that he can serve us, so that he can help us. The main reason why we serve is for him alone. When we serve the church, when we serve one another, we are serving Christ through serving others. So I charge you, this is how you should go for this week. This is how you should go for this month. This is how you should go for this year. You see, it might mean that you buy pizza and visit that sick brother again, even though the last time you did, he didn't send you any thank you text. It might mean that you volunteer <laughs> on the patrol team, even though you know that the ushering team is more fun and people will see you when you're ushering. It might mean that you can wash the toilets, even if people just take dumps there, thinking that it's the hotel people that clean it. God help us. for listening to the gospel in Lagos. We pray you've been blessed by this message. To learn more about City Church, visit www.citychurchlagos.com. City Church, love Jesus, love people, love Lagos.